0: This is episode 173 of the E-Commerce Coffee Break. Today I have Mike Griffin of rocked.com on the show and we talk about how to monetize your confirmation page. So let's dive right into it. This is the E-Commerce Coffee Break.
1: A top-rated Shopify growth podcast dedicated to Shopify merchants and business owners looking to grow their online stores. Learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host, Klaus Lauter, and get marketing advice you can't find on Google. Welcome,
0: welcome, welcome to, to the, the show. show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the E commerce Coffee Break Podcast. Today, we want to talk about relevancy in e-commerce. Relevancy is a very important topic. You always want to present the right information in the right moment, and a lot of merchants do get this wrong. There's a lot of potential revenue Revenue in there if you do it right. So therefore, I have my, Mike Griffin with me on the show today. He's the SVP of business development at Rokta.com. He leads Rokta's business development efforts, where he's dedicated to helping partners and advertisers achieve their revenue goals by unlocking the power of e-commerce. He leads a team that is responsible for the company's enterprise mid-market and self-service products. And Mike holds a page low of science degree in economics from Georgetown University, as well as an MBA from the University of Southern California. So let's welcome Mike to the show. Hi, Mike, how are you today?
1: Hi, I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Mike, relevancy, one of the most important things that a lot of people do not get right. So let's dive into it. Why is relevancy in e-commerce such an important factor?
1: One of the things that we do at Rocked, which is so unique versus other places where I've been and I've spent most of my career in and around e-commerce, is we say no a lot to certain types of partnerships. There's a lot of kind of low-hanging fruit out there, whether it would be plugging into a programmatic ad network or taking and working with retail partners in a data environment. And we say no to both of those things because we know that they won't drive or command relevance. With the partners we work with on the retail side, with the advertisers that we work with, it's all because that data-rich environment and Rock very much sits at the trusted intermediary between a retail partner, and an advertiser. And because we are that trusted intermediary, because we integrate with both of those sides, essentially, it allows us to run a three-sided marketplace, not a two-sided marketplace, because we've got the retailer, the advertiser, but most importantly, the end consumer. And so we spend time, money, energy, resources, and effort to make sure that in consumer is seeing a relevant offer and message that's relevant to them. And when you do that, you achieve economics that are extraordinary, right? We are able to drive significant revenue for our retail partners because the ads are relevant and the consumers are engaging and they get very high engagement and click through rates. But on the advertiser side, the advertisers get good outcomes because we're putting them in front of audiences that are relevant to them. But relevancy is not easy, right? Relevancy is not only by having a strong data relationship with our partners, but learning how to use it and learning the specificity of the moment that you're in. Rock has lots of data and lots of our sales material talk about kind of the magic of the transaction moment, which it is magical. Someone has their credit card out. They've just made a purchase the dopamine is firing. They are in a good mindset, but that's only half the battle. You still have to harness that mindset and figure out what's relevant to that consumer. Some of it is because we have scale. We're learning what is relevant in real time to those consumers, but we're also finding the right kind of advertisers and the right kind of offers that will resonate with those consumers. And we're learning all the time. I'll borrow my mother-in-law's expression of there's a lid for every pot." which means that there's advertisers that are really better suited for some retailers than others. And because of the power of our network, we can find those connections. And then underneath that, find the connection between the consumers and those retail partners. We often talk internally about a dumb ad and a dumb ad is everything that doesn't do those things, right? And we think our offers are so relevant and achieve such high results because they're very, very smart. And they're learning all the time from our data relationships and also our history, right? If we're finding that certain offers don't resonate with certain audiences, They don't see them again. We're not going to keep jamming them down their throat.
0: Okay. I like the saying of your mother-in-law. So let's take one step back and give our listeners, our merchants an idea what actually is the process they can implement in their website to create relevancy and to increase, as I said, on a threefold level revenue that otherwise would not be there.
1: A lot of our retail partners look at Rocked and our solution as candidly found money, right? Our most common placement, we have a number of placements that we operate in, but our most common placement is on the checkout confirmation page, what I call the thank you page or the exit page. It's after someone has transacted, which very often retailers have nothing on that page. They might just have a thank you message. Maybe they have refer a friend or something like that, but often they don't know the economics or the benefit of that refer a friend program or any pre- program that they've got running. What Rocked is giving them the ability to do is get very tangible economic benefits out of kind of that wasted real estate, right? It's all profit revenue that comes from a very simple imp- implementation specific to Shopify audiences. It's a downloading of the app, but for our enterprise audiences, some of whom overlap into Shopify as well, it's really just the implementation of a web SDK, and then you're getting all the power of Rock's machine learning and algorithm. We're understanding and learning about that particular retailer, and then we're going into our bevy of advertisers to find the right couple of offers that will work for them. So the process is pretty simple. It's either a web SDK or an app download, very straightforward. And then the results start to work and then the retailers can control it behind the scenes from our platform. But nothing that I've described is even re- remotely hands on. A lot of our retailers are have somewhat of a set it and forget it mode to it where we start paying them on a monthly basis based on our relationship and they're managing. QBRs and conversations with us to help drive better results for them. But for the most part, it runs on its own without any kind of campaign management or anything like that to attend to.
0: Okay, so we're talking about the power of the confirmation page. And you're quite right. A lot of people just not putting anything on the order confirmation page and or some have post-purchase upsell apps. But then there's also a difficulty sometimes of finding the right product to upsell. So with your solution, obviously, you're offering offers from other companies that, as you said, with right. machine learning, then basically are tailor-made to what the customer properly just bought. Now, what kind of offers can I expect there as emotions that will pop up automatically on my order confirmation page?
1: Yeah, yeah. Wonderful question. So we work with thousands of advertisers and like any business, there's a flight to quality and some of the larger advertisers certainly generate the majority of our spend. But the most common advertisers that you'll see in our network tend to be The example I always use is if someone just bought a pair of jeans, we're never going to try and sell you a belt, right? This is not upsell. What we're doing is building lookalike audiences based on the consumer profile and what they just purchased and where they purchased it from. And, fi- and connecting that to other things we have found audiences like them enjoy, right? So we might have a woman in Brooklyn who's just bought from Wayfair and maybe she's bought an expensive couch from Wayfair. As a result of all that, we're going to look at other people who have made high value purchases living in Brooklyn from Wayfair that are women, as an example. And we're going to say that maybe Disney Plus appeals to them versus someone else might get an offer from Sirius XM or to apply for a certain type of credit card or to subscribe to a grocery subscription service, right? So when we're building those audiences, but as you can hear, it's a lot around offers. It's a lot around subscription businesses. It's a lot around streaming. It's a lot about things that have mass appeal, right? Even though we have a strong data relationship, we tend to have a flight to the offers that resonate and do well in our network and in our ecosystem are top flight, high quality name brand offers and often a subscription business. Rocked is best utilized as a thank you for your order. Are you interested in this as an unlock or as a special value in connection with that order? Those are really the offers that do the best. So often it's a free month off a subscription service, $50 off your first order to a subscription Mm -hmm. service or some ancillary benefit that you're getting. Which would be the reason you're engaging clicking? Often those offers are unique to Rocked because we're bringing in a pretty exclusive audience via the retail partners we work with, and very exclusive real estate that no one else has access to. And as such, good offers make sense because these are high value consumers.
0: Okay, now I like the idea because you, as a merchant, obviously are the hero in the story because now all of a sudden your customer sees something that he usually does not see, and he got free gift is very special yeah, quite, to the checkout page.
1: Quite right. And we often, it's very common for us, almost all of our retail partners that we work with, we work very hard with them to make it native to their experience. So we, you're not going to find a logo-heavy experience. You're not going to find 20 offers spanning the page. You're going to find somewhere between one and three offers that we think are relevant to that consumer. It's not going to be logo-heavy. It's going to be text-driven because we want you to read and click it. And if you're not interested don't click. But if you read and click it, we assume you're interested and we think that the offer is going to resonate with you. And we also make it very native. So we'll pull in order number, we'll pull in first name so that we are making that offer very, very relevant. It feels like, and in genuinely, it is coming from that retailer, they're just partnering with us to find those offers. And we believe so much in the relevancy model that we often work with our retail partners on first-party offers that they might be running too, right? So we are very happy to dedicate a percent of traffic using our technology that if they're running a big sale next week and they want to tell their consumers about it on the way out, that's good by us, even though that's not going to make us or the retailer pure cash. It's the right experience for that consumer, for that retailer. So that's important to us. But making it native, making it feel like the retailer is generating those offers and that we've done the hard work for them of going out and finding amazing advertisers and finding out which one's going to work as thank you for them allocating some elements of their site for these transactions.
0: That sounds great. Is there any kind of control that the merchant has for specific industries or verticals that he doesn't want to have advertisements on their order confirmation page?
1: Yeah, a 100%. Yep hundred percent. We work with all of our retail partners very much on, I can look them in the eye and say the controls are on your side. Wouldn't be uncommon for a partner to start on 10% of traffic to test. Would not be uncommon for them to test different flavors of our interstitial in terms of whether that's an overlay or an embedded experience, which they can run each and A-B test and see what the results are like and see what the financial outcomes are like. They can also look across and identify percent of traffic that they want to run on for a period of time. To your question, more directly, they can also block certain sub-verticals. So we have some that we consider decisions, right? Some retailers don't want to put a financial services offer on the tail end of the, the experience. We work in gambling and gaming verticals. We work in CBD. And so retailers can make their own decisions around that. We can educate and inform them about the financial outcomes because some of those verticals I just mentioned are heavy bidding audiences for their traffic. They might lose a few cents per transaction if they don't enable the entire breadth of advertisers. But for the most part, it's not a huge concern and none of those decisions are permanent. They can decide that they don't wanna go live with CBD offers or maybe wine offers on launch. They want to get comfortable with Rocked. And then over time, we often hear them coming to us and saying, hey, can we, how do we get more revenue, better outcomes out of working with Rocked? And we'll say, you could open up a few more of the subverticals that you're currently not a part of.
0: Okay. Now, everyone is interested in making money, not just providing a platform for someone else to put their ads on. What kind of revenue or conversion rates can merchants or Shopify merchants expect coming through Rocked?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The quick answer is we typically see per transaction of pure profit for the retail partner is about 25 to 30 cents of pure profit, right? So if you process a million dollars, excuse me, a million orders a year. So again, that's not dollar revenue. That's number of orders. Per year, if you process a million orders per year, the likely profitability that you would get completely yours via monthly checks or ACH would be about two hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand dollars on average. We have people that are above that. We have people that are below that. There's a little bit of nuance to the answer in terms of whether or not they go with our overlay or our embedded experience, which has different engagement rates. And that's the most predictable number. Now, if you go behind that number, that's a process of live bidding on that experience and the engagement rate that happens on that experience. But uh, we basically leave that to Rock's algorithm to maximize that revenue. And it's a rather predictable number that we can go to our Shopify or other merchant audiences and say, a pretty predictable, that $0.25 cents per order, which is equivalent of a $250 CPM on those pages.
0: Okay. And that's basically working on autopilot in the background.
1: Yeah. We work on a rev share and that is post our net rev share. So that's the checks that you as a merchant can expect. And it doesn't take long to ramp. We get there very, very fast.
0: Now you said you have a Shopify app that's easy to install. What kind of control or reporting features does that offer for the merchant?
1: So you would see, you would see performance in terms of the revenue generated by whatever Time frame you want, whether that's daily, weekly, monthly, hourly, things like that. You would have full control in the platform to be able to control some of the curation that I was just speaking of, which could be choosing to block certain sub verticals, choosing what UX you want the experience to have. And that includes everything from overlay and embed, but also some things I haven't talked about yet, like color font, border sizes, what you want. For example, in our average offer, you're typically seeing a yes, please, no thanks in terms of wanting to claim that offer. But some retailers choose words that feel more brand-friendly or some advertisers choose words like claim this offer or yes, please, or no thanks and things like that. Those are all things between the retailer and the advertiser that, that are customizable, as well as percent of traffic and anything else that really would be justifiable controls, as well as turning it on or turning it off. There's no, we're working with Rocked. We have an excellent retention record in terms of our partners that work with us, that continue to work with us. We keep our agreements open that we only want folks who want to work with us and want to grow with us. We keep those arrangements open, but certainly open to any Shopify consumer, whether they want to download the app or uninstall the app, or they can download and experiment with it and then uninstall the next day. But most of them, as I said, once they download, they start to see the revenue results and they keep going. And you'll also see sub-level data around advertisers that are performing and that are particularly effective for you which is a nice bonus because if you're a partner look i'm not going to lie a lot of times people go huh someone just bought a pair of jeans why am i showing them hulu or why am i showing them a streaming ad our data suggests that those are things that resonate with those consumers but you'll also get to see that more than just me saying it you'll get to see it from a data profile of the kind of advertisers and the sub verticals of advertisers that are resonating with your audiences as a retailer and that gives our retailers ideas for places where they can advertise, partnerships that they could drive, or it helps them learn things about their consumers. That other, and nothing is better than real data to educate them on that.
0: No, that's an extra benefit that you get more information about your perfect customer.
1: One of the things we tell them all the time is don't try and judge your audience. Let the algorithm and the AI and the machine learning figure out our audiences for you and what kind of things and offers resonate with them. And it's always surprising. To the retail partner a good way the data talks right the consumers don't have to engage and they wouldn't engage if they didn't if they weren't interested in what they were reading that's the best data of all
0: It makes total sense how is it with international stores so selling not only us other countries how do you support this
1: Rock in totality supports 16 markets so it's basically the same offering in those 16 markets and those offers and advertisers would be unique and relevant to the consumers in those particular markets Um, Some of our advertisers like a Disney or someone like that do have a global audience, but a lot of our advertisers are regionally specific and our ability to target on an advertising front can be specific right down to a zip code in the United States or a zip code in Europe or something like that, where we can hyper target those audiences. But for the most part, the offers are specific to that country. We have a campaign services team that manages all of our advertisers. It's not a programmatic solution. There's no such thing as a self-serve advertiser for Rock. You can't just join the Rock advertising network. You have to be approved by our campaign services team. The copy has to be approved. We have to make sure that the landing page is representative of what the copy said. We have to make sure that the offer is legitimate and good. And we have to make sure that, and part of that legitimacy and making sure the offer is good is making sure it works in the market where it's running. And in language and everything else along those lines. Markets in Japan, Europe, Australia, and of course, North America.
0: Okay. Are there specific verticals or industries where it works very well? And are there any verticals or industries where you would not work
1: with? For the most part, we're rather agnostic about the industries that we work in. From a retail partner lens, It's typically for our base product, which is running the monetization and advertising solutions for our retail partners. The more transactions you have, the more money you're going to make and the more consequential that money is going to be to you. Now we work with large luxury brands as well, but for the most part, if you're a retailer that sells and call it the sub 150 AOV average order value, you're probably going to be more inclined to be wowed by the financial results you're going to get from Rock because you have a heavier transaction volume and you get a lot of opportunities to show offers to your consumers. But there's nothing that's foreboding or nothing that where we see it doesn't work. That's the magic of the Rocked algorithm is it figures out those audiences pretty fast. And we have a wide breadth of advertisers. We can figure out what's going to resonate with the consumer base rather fast. And you'll see those advertisers bidding on your audience as a partner very fast as well.
0: Now, as a merchant, is when you decide to work with Rock, is there any kind of homework you have to do? And what's the onboarding process? How much time do I need to spend on that?
1: Yeah, so the onboarding is typically very quick for our enterprise businesses using our web SDK. We certainly they loosely quote, it's a sprint, but it is genuinely. I've been at other places where one line of code isn't one line of code. This really is. We have a variety of partners that can use a tag manager. They can implement a web SDK. We have separate SDKs for Android and for iOS as well. But those are all SDK-driven, very simple. Typical implementation for us from a technical standpoint is measured in hours, not days or weeks. Once the SDK is implemented or in a Shopify environment, once the app is implemented, then everything else is done via the platform, right? Where you're logging into the platform and you can make all the decisions that you need to. But in a Shopify environment, I have been a part of many this is probably the most exciting part of my job is when we can do a live download while we're on the phone of the app and I've seen people start making money while we're finishing the call. Okay, great. Where can people find out more about Rocket? If you Google Rocked Shopify or we're in the app store in Shopify Woo and Big Commerce under Rocked R O K T, going to Rock.com or Googling Rocked Shopify will get you to the app.
0: Cool. I will put the links in the show notes, Mike. So then you just one click. Wonderful. Away. I think it's a great solution, specifically keeping in mind that you're making money on autopilot. And as a merchant, you don't have to invest more time in doing upsells and cross-sells. And once a month, you just get more money in your bank account. Sounds like a great solution for me. Yeah. Thanks so much for your time, Mike.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I'll close with that. It was a funny note I got from one of my Shopify partners once saying, this is the rare app that actually pays you. They're not asking for money, which I loved. And I said, I'm going to steal that line sometime. So there it is. But thank you, Klaus. Really entertaining discussion. I appreciate your time.
0: Thanks so much. Talk soon.
1: All right. Thanks. Bye-bye.
0: And that's a wrap for this episode. I hope you found today's episode informative and actionable. As a reminder, we have a growing community of e-commerce professionals where you can share your insights, ask questions, and learn from other merchants. If you're interested in joining, please visit our website at ecommercecoffeebreak.com and sign up for the community. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast to stay updated on the latest marketing trends and strategies for Shopify e-commerce merchants. See you next time.